You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, Rav Yehuda, um, um, Rav Yehuda, um, Rav. Two lines from the bottom. Let's say the following happens. Mita, a guy doesn't have much space. He's not such a rich guy. They say that the Magadim is rich, that all you need is a shulchan, a, 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 a shulchan, a kisei, and a mita. That's all you need in your house. You don't need anything more. Let's assume you're such a tzaddik. That's all you have. But where do you keep stuff? So let's say the person has a mita, sheyich delamos. He has a little couch, and it's on that couch. He says, this is where I keep my money. Comes in Arab Shabbos. He always keeps his money on the couch. Okay. Also with Altava. That's what Rob seems to say, that that becomes muktzah. And even if the money's not there, that's his money couch. So on Shabbos, he can't move it. So on that, from our Mishnah, how can Rob say that the, the, the mita that he's, he says, this is going to be my mita, is, is muktzah? We know, you have something that's built to be an air. You can still use it. So if there's no money on the bed, why the fact that I want this to be my money bed, can't I move it? How can it be worse than a, than a nair? So let's see what the Gemara answers. The Gemara expands its kasha. Ma nair de lo nair is built to be a nair. But kilo hidlik ba, but you haven't yet used it. Shari litiltule, you're allowed to move the nair, and it's, it's not mias as we said before. Mita avita. The mita, this guy decides I want to keep my money there. We know the reason people make beds; they make beds to lie on. Well, koshkein that it shouldn't be muktzah. If Rob said it, it must have been. We must have gotten it wrong. Here's what Rob said: Mita and he Not only did he say, "I want to use it for the money in my house," he actually put the money on there. Mita and he also put the money on it. Aha! So not only has he designated it, which is unusual, but he also put money on it during the week. But that would mean, even though he wants it to be his money place, but he hasn't yet used it, he can't move it on Shabbos regardless. Hmm. What would be, let's say he hasn't decided this is going to be my money place, but he's rushing in air of Shabbos and he happens to throw the money on the bed or on the sofa. Let's say there happens to be money on it. So what's the din? That's called the bosses with over oser. Oser Then you can't move it. But let's say when you look at the couch, there's no money on it. Then what? Mutter with Then you are able to move it on Shabbos. But who That has to be that when Shabbos started, there was no money on there. Now, it could happen. He came in, Arab Shabbos rushing, put all his money over there. He's got a couple of kids at home. 
And the kids came and, 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 and wiped the money off. The kids came and, 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 and dusted the money off the couch. That could have happened. So what we're learning here, according to Rav, is, is that there was money on their Bein Hashmoshos. This is what we saw before in the, from Rav Yehuda, that it's, it's, it's Skatsi with Bein Hashmoshos, it's Skatsi for the whole Shabbos. And that would mean that if, even though this was an accident, he's not planning this to be his money spot. But if he had money on the couch, accidentally, or he, he knew it was there, but he happened to place it there without thinking, oh, this is going to be my money spot, and it was there for the whole Bein HaShemoshos, even if the kids come around later and take the money away, the couch is Osir Betiltel. That's the Chumra of Rav in this case about the Mita. Okay. Um, Omar Ula, if that's the Chumra of Rav, again, Ula made many trips to Bovel. He said, I've got a big question on the sheet of Rav. Mesiv Rav, I'll ask you from the following question. Mesiv Chrab it should be Rebbe Lozer. When Rebbe Lozer heard about Rob's opinion, he asked on it from the following Mishnah in Caleb. Now, by the way, for those of you that are worried, uh, this is the end of t- today's daf. <laughs> these couple of lines here. So I need to, as you can see, there's a lot of a lot of discussion here about what this means. Look at this big places here. But I'm going to explain it briefly. Um, Muchni Shelo, the wheel of it. Now, what are we talking about? We're talking about a wagon. All right? Talk about a big, giant wagon. The wagon itself, um, let's say the wagon itself uh, can hold 40 saw or more of liquid. That wagon is now considered not a Kaylee, it's considered an Ohel in itself. Now, what does that mean? That means that let's say that wagon passes over a dead body's grave, a grave of a dead body. So now, anything that's, let's say, someone else is under the wagon, let's say, that person would be Tama, even though he's not over the grave. The wagon is an ohel. However, even though it's moving, and it clearly does move, but since it's so big, that you that a normal person can't pick it up, it's like a house. It's like a moving house. And just like we said before, when you have a house, true, the house creates an ohel for anyone in the house, but the house itself is not tome. The, the ceiling of the house is not tome. And if there's something on top of that ceiling of the house, it's not tome. The tume is contained within the house. Similarly, the tuma does not jut past the, uh, the, the lower level of the wagon, which would mean the people traveling in the wagon would not be tummy. So you'd be driving in a, in a cemetery, so to speak. You wouldn't be tummy because you're in an ohel that, that's itself true. It's driving over the graves. It's driving over where the dead bodies are lying. But the person inside the car would not be Tomei in that case. All right? Or in the wagon, in the time of the Mishnah, would not be Tomei, because the wagon is itself, right? So it's like you're like the Kaylee on top of the roof of the house. Just like in a case where someone has died in the house, someone sitting on top of the house is not Tomei. You that are driving in the wagon 
are not Tomei. It's because the lower bottom of the car is the OL. All right? So now, what about the wheel of the, of, of, of the wagon? Okay. So first of all, um, we know that in order to determine, does this wagon hold 40 saw? Sometimes wheels have sections in it that you could pour water in or some other stuff. So when we look at this object, do we look only at the chassis, like the chassis of the wagon, or do we also look at what possibly can be poured into the wheels? So let's take a look. In order to get to 40 saw. So let's take a look. Bisman shehinishmetes. If it's the type of wheel that easily comes off, so ein chiberlo, it's not really a, an essential part of the wagon. The chassis is the main thing. The wheel is something inessential. And therefore, ein nimdedesima. When you're trying to determine, does this wagon have the capacity to put 40 saw of water in, you cannot count the little pockets that could go in the wheels. It has to be only in the chassis itself. The wheels don't count. And therefore, ein matzeles ima, although the stuff that's clearly in the wagon is not going to be tame, because, right, if the wagon itself has 40 saw, but the wheel on the side doesn't count as part of the wagon. And it, it's not a savior. So let's say, for example, in your wagon, let's say you would have, it's an open wagon. Let's say you have a bunch of objects, and one of the objects is leaning over the wheel. In other words, uh, let's say you have a golf club, all right? or something like that, or you have some sort of pole that has a thing extended on the pole, and it's extended out of, out of the pole, and it's, it's, it's literally on top of the wheel. It's outside of the, the, the base of the wagon, and it's, and, and it's even though, let's say, it's, it's settled in the wagon, but most of the volume of the object is over the wheel. Okay. But the wheel, if, if it's a wheel that can be taken apart, then the wheel's not the wagon. The wheel is a separate Kaylee. And you can't put 40 saw on the wheel itself. So the wheel can be an OL because the wheel is over the grave. And therefore, anything on top of the wheel becomes Tomei too. So if, let's say, this parcel is on top of the wheel, the wheel cannot save it from Tuma. If the parcel is safely within the chassis, then it's Tohar. But if, well, let's say that the, 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 if your head is sticking out the window over the wheel, so to speak, so you're going to be Tome because the wheel can't be Matsalyu. And also, let's say you have one of these wagons out of a graveyard. It's in your backyard. And you want to pull it on Shabbos. Ain Gorin Shabbos. You wouldn't be able to do what? You wouldn't be able to pull this big wagon on Shabbos. Bizman sheyesh alecha If there is money, where? In the wheel. 
if there's money contained in the wheel section, you can't say, well, I'm pushing the chassis and the wheel is coming with. No, because the, the wheel and the chassis are two separate kalim. And that would be considered moving muksa. If it would be one keli, this is a little bit counterintuitive. If it would be one keli, so then I would say, look, the main keli, it's true, it's a keli which has an ancillary part. What's the ancillary part? The wheel. In the main part of the keli, there is no money. On the edge of the keli, in the ancillary part of the keli, there's some money there inside the spoke of the wheel. I have a right to drag the chassis and the wheel will come with it and the money will come with it as well. Because then I am moving, the, the, it's, it's almost tough hell. Because we look at the, right, that would be if, it's, if, if the wheels could not be taken apart. But since in this case, the wheel does come off easily, the wheel does come off easily. So therefore, even though now it's connected, this is just another way of dragging muksa, and it's not allowed. Whereas if it would be one keli, we would consider it insignificant that, that, there's, that there's money inside the wheel. And that's what we're saying here. Let's read it inside. If there's money inside the wheel, you would not be able to drag the chassis of the cabin. Because we'd say, hey, you're just really, you're, you're just moving the money for, that's muksa. But you see from the Mishnah that the whole problem of money being a problem of moving the item that it's in, in this case, you're moving the wheel along with the chassis of, of the wagon, is only because there's money in it right now. But where do you see that there was money in it before Shabbos and the kid uh, wiped it off, brushed it off, that the whole thing becomes muksa. You don't see that from the Mishnah. You look at it what it is now. But that something should be considered muksa, uh, the whole and, and the whole, whole Shabbos because of what was there now, but it's not the case anymore. It was that, it was that way when the, when the sun set for those 18 minutes, but it's not that way now. You see from this Mishnah that even though this Mishnah in Kalim is talking to you about the dinam of Muqsa, it's only an issue when the money is there right now. So what are you going to say to that, Rav? So the, the answer is... Rabbi, excuse me. So yeah. if the money's not, not there right now, then, uh, then it's not Muqsa. Right. That's, what, that's the question from the Mishnah in Kalim. Right. Okay. So the Gemara says... Rob is going to answer, Hahi Rab Shimoni, the Leslie Muktza. That mission in Kalim is the famous Rab Shimon. The Rav holds like Rabbi Yehuda Sphereway. His psak was like Rabbi Yehuda. He admits that there is some people, there are people in, in the Tanoim land that hold not like him, but he's going like Rabbi Yehuda. That mission is like Rab Shimon. The Mar says that's a good answer. That's a good answer, the Gemara is saying. The Rav to Rabbi Yudas Firulei. The Rav to Rabbi Yudas. We know the Amar Rav. We know Rav said Manichanero Gabi Dekel B'Shabbos. Rav says that when you have you're outside and you have a little party on Friday night and you decide to put up a, a candelabrum on your uh, on your day tree. 
Okay? So you can do that. But if you're going to put it by one of the date tree branches on Yontif for a Yontif night party, we're not going to allow that. Now, why would Rav say that? Because Rav is worried about the person climbing the tree, as Rashi says. That when it's on a date tree on Shabbos, let it burn there for Friday night. We know he's not going to go climb and say, hey, let me get that, uh, let me get that uh, lantern out of the tree. And this way he ends up climbing. Why isn't he going to do that? Because it's also on Shabbos, right? It's also while it's burning. And therefore, it was also during Ben Hashemoshos. Mentally, psychologically, he knows he's not going to take it. But on Yontif, of course, you're allowed to move flame around. There's no such thing as being mukta because it's on fire. You're allowed, to, you're allowed to move flame around on Yontif. So on Yontif, we're worried about you putting it in a tree because we think that once it, uh, it becomes extinguished, or even when it's still burning, you might decide to climb the tree to move it to a different position. That's Rav's psak makes sense. That's why Yontif is different than Shabbos. Why? Because it's going to, on Shabbos, you mentally know that it's Muksa. Because you're a Yehuda person, if you're a Yehuda person, you know that once it's Muksa, it's going to be Muksa the whole Shabbos. You're not allowed to move it. Whatever it is, you can't move it. Even if it falls out of the tree, you probably can't take it either. And that's why we're not worried about you climbing the tree. There's no difference between Shimon uh, We don't say something as if it was there because we know Shimon himself said that the candle you're able to use uh, you're able to after it extinguished becomes extinguished you can use the oil and you can even pick up the sparks and stuff like that afterwards right? So you see that and his son even went further we know that Shimon holds doesn't hold of Muksa so according to Rav Shimon, you shouldn't say Shabbos and Yontem should be the same problem. In both cases, the guy might climb the tree, or in both cases, you shouldn't worry about him climbing the tree. But why did Rav make that difference? It must be that Rav is on Rav Yehuda's side. Let's read it inside. And that's a proof that Rav holds like Rav Yehuda. Let's just do one more thing. That Rav Rav Yehuda's You think Rav holds like Rav Yehuda? They asked Rav the following question. We know that they asked, they asked Rav the following question. Let's say it's Hanukkah. And what's going on? We know that the, the priests, the Neoparthians, the Persian priests are out there, the Zoroastrians, these the Khomeiniks, that they're very into their religion. And therefore they're against any sort of fire burning other than what they they have. Now, and what did the guy do? The guy decided he wants to be Makbid on, 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 on their Hanukkah, and he lit it in his chotzer. Uh oh, the police have the they've declared a holiday. And because of that, they're going to be coming by and they're checking to see if there's any fires that we're lighting. So do we have the right to do what? To move it back into the house. 
Can we move it back in the house? That was the question they asked Rav. Let's read it inside. Can you take the Hanukkah, Hanukkah, and move it because you're worried about those, 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 those religious police and move it into the house? He said, Shopper dummy, you're allowed to do it. One second. Isn't it Muksa? Remember, during Ben Hashmoshos, it was on fire. Ben Hashmoshos was in that place, and I had to move it. Can't move the bed, which had the money on it. You can't move this thing from where it was, because on Ben Hashmoshos, it was burning, because you have to light before Friday night. You have to light on Hanukkah, when Hanukkah's on Shabbos, you have to light before Ben Hashmoshos. So because of that, you shouldn't be able to move it. Vamre Lahu, he says, you're allowed to. So isn't that a Rai of Shimon? No, that's different. Shiny. There, you're worried about getting in trouble from the from the authorities. That's Shasatchak. Because we know the of Because we know when we did some more research in the story, when they heard about Rab's Psak to allow everybody to bring in their Hanukkah to actually carry them into the house on Shabbos. So they asked Rab, how did you give such a Psak? You can take an opinion, even though I don't hold of it normally, but this is Bishas Atchak. And of course, by the way, this is a very important principle for Corona time, right? During Corona time, you can be so mech on shitas, especially mechiras chametz, birah chametz, and other things that we were so mech on already. When it's a Shas Atchak, you can be so mech on shitas, which normally you wouldn't. And that's the case over here as well. In the case of the case of the uh, of the of the, uh, the neo assassins. Okay. Let's say we're talking about Rav Shimon. Let's say Chitim Shazorin Bakarka. You have wheat kernels that you could really eat. You could chew on them, and they're decent tasting. But the guy on Friday decides to plant them in the ground to get them started on some new crop for the next year. So we already put them in the ground, and maybe they already started to crumble apart and become produce for the next year. Or, Beitzim Shetachas Tarnagolas. We know there's two stages for the egg. You could either say, I'm taking this egg and I'm going to make an omelet out of it, or I'm going to put a mother hen on top of it and the hormones are going to start working and it's going to turn into a chick. Now, once you start it with the mother sitting on it, you can't start eating it anymore. So we already put it under the, the, the mother's tush, ready to become a, a chick. Not ready yet, but the stuff needs to work on it. And then he changes his mind on Shabbos. Yeah, I'm hungry. I want to eat that egg. Oh, you know what? I want to go chew on that wheat kernel. Can he do it? That's the question according to Shimon. Let's read it inside. On one end, you say, Shimon doesn't know the muktza. You, your brain is thinking about everything. Nothing is out of your mind. Muktza means from the Lushan Katze. It's at the end of the edge of my thoughts. I'm not even thinking about it. But Shimon says, uh, a person thinks about everything. So maybe here, if you on Friday already stick it in the ground or you stick it under the chicken, can you change your mind 
on Shabbos? So let's see. Mahu. Where's Rav Shimon not hold of Muktzah? Everything's in your mind. You didn't actually proactively push it away. But But where you actually did an action on Erev Shabbos, there even Rav Shimon admits you can't change your mind. This is a big question about Rav Shimon's opinion about Muktzah. Oh, Dilma, maybe Loshna. Maybe the way Rav Shimon is a mako, even here, even when you did an action, you can eradicate that action by changing your mind. On my way, what did uh, Rabbi Yochanan answer, Rish Lokish? Ein muktil Rav Shimon Shemon The only thing we have on Rav Shimon on Shabbos, it has to be similar to this. There's oil inside the burning candle. You cannot use that oil on Shabbos, but only when only when it's burning, because since you set it up on Friday afternoon to be your Shabbos candle, it's muktzah for the mitzvah. And therefore, as long as that mitzvah is active, you can't some take oil out of it. And there's another issue. There's another problem for what? That by taking oil from it, you're also causing it to become extinguished earlier. So there's a problem of Isur. Touching it, dealing with it, is also a problem of perhaps uh, 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 extinguishing it. So it's muktzah for the mitzvah plus muktzah machmas Isur. So it sounds from the way Yochan and Torah Shlokish, it's got to be a combination. It's got to be mitzvah and Isur together. So on that, the Gemara asks, hmm, which would mean the Lesley Huxel and Mitzvoso. Let's say all it is is Huxel and Mitzvoso. Let's say the all it is is not, there's no problem of doing a Malacha with it. Remember, with the Friday night candle, there's a problem that by taking oil out of it, you might be generating, might be causing uh, extinguishing, extinguished, in fact, they become extinguished. But let's say it's, you, you place it for a Mitzvah. Is, does that make it Muxa Kortar of Shimon? According to the way Yochanan said it, if you're Medayik in his words, and we're not. One second, Batanya, we have a Brisa that says what? Let's say you put the schach properly on top of your uh, on top of your sukkah. And you've got all the great uh, rugs and all the great tapestries on it, and it looks really nice. Beautifully, beautiful things, uh, and, uh, pictures on it. The talabal goes him, and then you hang from the schach. Nuts, a farsikin, and peaches, and shkadim, and, and almonds, and rimonim, and pomegranates. These grape branches with the grapes on them. The itrois shall shibolin, and you make a real nice look out of the, out of the shibolas of the stalk that used to house the kernels, and you've got jars of, of wine, yeno, shmonim, vesiltos. Beautiful image of a, of a sukkah, a beautiful sukkah that's decorated. But all that stuff isn't like the plastic stuff. That's stuff you could use. That's the real stuff. That's the real McCoy. But you've hung it up as as noise sukkah. What does the Bryce say? Also with topic man, You can't touch that oil, you can't touch that flower until Shmini Atzeris is over. But in his nale, and if you make a tanai, 
and say, yeah, I'm putting it up to make it nice, but I don't want it to have a shame noise. Sukkah, I hereby announce I wanted to just be there to look good, but I still want to use it. So what do you see? Now listen to this. You see that during Chalamoyed, if you don't make that tonight, you cannot take any of the oil or the flour. Now why not? You're not, there's no iser. On Yontif itself, you might say, well, I can't take any of that stuff because I might be breaking my sukkah down. You have a right to break your sukkah on Chalamoyed. Right? The only reason why you can't break your sukkah on the first two days or the first day of sukkahs is because it's called steer on Yontif. And you can't break something to, to rebuild the sukkah better. But on Chalamoyed, you can decide I'm rebuilding my sukkah. So there's no iser involved on Chalamoyed. And still you see during Chalamoyed, if he doesn't make that tonight, it's Osir. What is it? What's the Yisr? It's an Yisr Muktza on Chalamoyed because the person put it away for a mitzvah. So you see that mitzvah alone is enough. You don't need Yisr. There's no Yisr of, of, of redoing your sukkah on Chalamoyed. So what, what Yisr is there for me to reach my hand up and take some of the wood or, or, or use it for firewood or to take some of the oil or, or shemen? It must be once something is Huktzalim, it's also it's muksa, I'm not supposed to move it or use it. So Mark says, one second. How do you know that's Reb Shimon? <laughs> we made the Reb Shimon, eh? How do you know it's Reb Shimon? Because Bar Yosef actually, who also knew about Brises, said over a Brisa to Reb Yochanan that said what? That let's say you happen to want to use firewood on sukkahs. Okay. And where are you going to get the firewood? You know where it is? It's at the sukkah. Where is it at the sukkah? It's not the schach itself, but it's actually supporting the walls a little bit. In other words, your walls are a little bit shaky. So you put a bunch of bundles of wood to sort of support the walls. So what does this price say? A note when eitzim in a sukkah beyontif, Ella min hasamuchla. You can only take, according to the Tanakhama, from the stuff that's not really the sukkah, the stuff that's only helping support the walls, which you really don't need, and the walls will probably stand without that. But Reb Shimon said, "Hey, you need you need stuff. You need firewood." Reb Shimon Matir. Reb Shimon allows that, but that's if it's a sukkah, not on sukkahs. <laughs> that's if it's a sukkah, not on sukkahs. That's if it's a if, if it's your sukkah that you have on Pesach, your Pesach sukkah. What does it mean your Pesach sukkah? You want to you want to stay in the gazebo. You want it to be nice and cool in your backyard. So you built a little sukkah. That's where Reb Shimon allows it. But for Shavim, the sukkah If it's the sukkah of Chag, meaning on sukkahs, the sukkah of Shem Mitzvah, there sukkah b'chag Shia That would be usher to take from. The whole yontif, not just not just the first day. That would be usher the whole seven days of sukkahs. So what do you see? You see that Rabbi Shimon agrees that there's this idea of hukzalim mitzvoso. So why did when Rabbi Yochanan explained it, why did Rabbi Yochanan say it's got to be a, there's an iser involved? And a chavamoyed sukkahs, there's no iser involved in taking stuff off of the sukkah. 
And why did Reb Shimon say you can't do that? On Pesach, if you make a Pesach sukkah, then you're allowed to take wood off. Because there's, but here, since there's a mitzvah on sukkah, so sit on the sukkah even in Chalamoyed, and that's the way you, you, you put it together, so you can't take it even on Chalamoyed. So you see, it's not about Yisr. You see, it's about the mitzvah. So this is a question on Rabbi Yochanan. So what does the Gemara answer? The Gemara says, Yochanan didn't mean you have to have both. What he meant was, since this was the case from Shimon mentions, the, the nair that's burning, basically what that means is, since you have it being muktza for the mitzvah, which means you know you're going to want to have the Friday night candle there, then you also have Huktzali Suro. Then it's also a, sen, a second din of Muktzah kicks in as well. But it's not that you need to have both. It happens to be by candles. Essentially what it is, is Huktzali Mitzvoso, which means if you take a look again, right, and that's, it's, it's not like he said before, Hoyu Vuktzali Mitzvoso, there should be a thing here, the Vav is missing, Vuktzali Suro. It's not two things. It's actually one thing. It is Shimon. We have another version of Rabbi Yochanan, which is clearer. What does Muktza mean? Why it's burning? It's because of the Hatzah of Mutzvah, that's the essential one. That's why it's also Muktza to move it uh, because of the Isra involved. But it starts with the fact that you're setting it up for the Mitzvah. Of course, there's an Isra too, because you might extinguish it. But that itself would be enough. The Huxel Mitzvah. Would- Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. Thank you.